0: I'm Juliette Raymonds. I'm the chair of trustees of Oxford Breastfeeding Support. and I'm here today with Wanda
1: Knighton. Hello, everybody. I am a trustee of OBS and we're here because we want to talk and promote Black Breastfeeding Week, which is happening this week.
0: So here we are, OBS. Is This is our premiere podcast for OBS <laughs> and we've come here together to talk to you. So those of you who don't know OBS, OBS, Oxfordshire Breastfeeding Support, is a charity based in Oxfordshire providing support for all families across the county who are giving human milk to their babies. So we see women who are breastfeeding their babies directly, we see women who are expressing and giving breast milk through bottles, who are using supplements at the breast and all sorts of different ways that people are feeding their babies from birth up to weaning, whenever that happens. We also give antenatal education sessions for um, local women, pregnant yes. women, and those are currently happening every month. And we also run a really popular Facebook group for anybody who is lactating <laughs> in Oxfordshire, and that group now has almost, something over now, 2,000 members. So what we really hope to do in OBS is really create a community for local women, as well as give them support with feeding their babies. So we're really delighted this week because it's Black Breastfeeding Week and OBS has been super inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement and all of the energy around the issues and how best to support women from different communities. So I don't know if Wonder wants to talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, I was actually, Julia, thinking perhaps we can also talk about our experiences as mothers. Yeah. I remember when I first became a mother, I originally come from Kenya and... I've watched breastfeeding through my sisters, my mother, but I knew when I had my son, it wasn't a question in my mind. I was going to do exactly what my sisters had done and what I had seen around the community. And when my child was born, I just automatically put him on the breast, but breastfeeding was far from automatic, let's be honest. (laughs) What happened Roger, when you started pressing? Well, first of all, nothing much was coming out, uh-huh. and then there was the latching issue, and I knew I was doing it wrong, and I didn't know how to do it properly. So my nipples cracked so badly, Ow. that was really painful. And what is interesting is that. In my community, in my family, I am the last, the last born. So my sister came over from Kenya for six months to support me, to look after me, because as a new mother, you always need to have the support of your family. So that made it an easy journey for breastfeeding. And when I got my cracked nipples, my sister just told me to soldier on. It'll be two weeks, it'll be nothing. Just if you don't give her the first two weeks, you'll be able to do it. Coming to the second week of breastfeeding i got Ouch! i think any woman out there knows how painful those ones are and i ended up going to emergency doctor when i look back those two weeks were worth it
0: yeah Yeah. so you got amazing support from your sister to come over from kenya for that long yes and you also got support from professionals that were around you that really helped you yes and i guess it was similar to me. I was interested in what you were saying about how breastfeeding was really normal in your community and mm-hmm. in Kenya, you seen people breastfeed all the time. Yes. And I think I had a similar experience in the UK, being born in the UK. You know, my mom breastfed me, I'm the oldest, mm-hmm. and I saw her breastfeeding my littlest brother. He was born 12 years after me, so I have a really mm-hmm. clear memory of her breastfeeding him. And so breastfeeding was normal for me too. And I think often that's the biggest factor that influences women's choices around how to feed their babies is like what they've seen people doing in their families in their communities and so for me too I had that that real feeling that breastfeeding was like how you how you fed your baby and -hmm. I know for many women they see lots of other influences and in the UK as a whole breastfeeding isn't so common especially after the first few weeks many women start Mm -hmm. breastfeeding Mm -hmm. but it tails off pretty quickly
1: and I'm really interested as well in
0: how this affects different
1: Community, yeah, yeah. You know what, actually, Juliet, my sister had a baby. The same sister Mm -hmm. had a baby a year ago, and she had a cesarean section. And I asked her, actually, was it easier after twenty years of not having a baby, having a new one was Was it just automatic? And even though when she's still in Kenya, what she said was she really struggled because obviously of the operation, she really struggled, but she knew she still had to do it. So she got a lot of support. Someone would come and help hold her baby while she breastfed. So I think support is one of the most important things when it comes to breastfeeding and especially amongst families. I know there are a lot of stats about breastfeeding and black breastfeeding, but sometimes I usually find that most communities that come from Africa, tend to breastfeed Mm. because they have watched this breastfeeding. Other communities from Afro-Caribbean communities, that is a completely different story. So when they talk about black, I think it's very important to differentiate between the different communities. We may be black, but our culturally, we're very different. So those assumptions I think sometimes people make. Some health providers might make the same assumptions and they couldn't be farther from the truth.
0: That's right. Yeah, and this is this problem with the term "vain," right? That's oh. going. Don't get started. On that one. <laughs> so we're lumping everyone in together as if they were one modern group of people, and of course, people have so many different influences. Mm. And I feel I, I really recognise that because I'm a researcher mm. in my day job, and I really recognise that from the from the research evidence that's out there too. That women who come from parts of the world where breastfeeding is normal, in the mm. common that they see around all the time, are more likely to want to start breastfeeding or plan to breastfeed when they have babies. Mm. And the longer families stay in the UK, the more in some cases, the more kind of British the, the culture becomes, and British Absolutely. Indian culture is largely a community yeah. culture, really, in mm-hmm. terms of who we see on the street. Yeah, so, so that it can change over generations.
1: I think it, it it does. I
0: think in Oxford we're pretty lucky actually. Yes, I think absolutely. there's a relatively high rate of breastfeeding in Oxford compared to other parts of the country and I think it's mm. fairly normal to see people breastfeeding around the place in the park and so on. But I also think in Oxford, and I guess this is where OBS comes in, is that we have a really transient population. Yes. People come and go oh, a lot. And of course not everyone who lives in Oxford have anything to do with the university, but a lot of people do come here to study. To study. Or to work mm. and then they don't stay so long and then they go. Yes. And so people often come from abroad and they come for a short period of time away from their families and have babies without the family support that your sister had at home in Kenya, surrounded by your family. Yeah, absolutely. And OBS I think fills that gap. You know, mm-hmm. we are we're like the family that some people don't have in Oxford. Yeah. And I see that playing out in the groups when you go to the support groups and you see what's happening there. It's women supporting women and talking to each other and helping each other through the difficulties that they're having with parenting, with their baby and with
1: other issues in their lives as well. Yeah, that's very true. And and also I think when it comes to breastfeeding, what I have found continuously is that there is the lack of representation if you just go to Google. There's that lack of representation of showing that, you know, women of colour do actually breastfeed. They come from cultures that breastfeed breastfeeding it, but it hasn't really been shown. It hasn't been demonstrated. When I go to, to the NHS website, there's not a single image of a black woman with a baby, mm. except for when it's talking about mental health or going back to work. And that lack of representation, I think, does need to be addressed. Because I think when you're looking at the community, the percentage of communities of black ethnic ethnicities, Mm -hmm. it does not represent the fact that black women do breastfeed. And that is why we also came up with this brilliant idea that we will spend this week just showing you images of beautiful women breastfeeding.
0: It's interesting, isn't it, how powerful it is to see yourself in the images that you come across around you.
1: Yes. And I think that makes decisions on whether I'm going to go for help there. Mm -hmm. Because when I don't see someone who looks like me, I just think, they will not understand. They will not understand how my skin manifests itself in different things. And I think that already becomes a blockage. The lack of representation on the images is a big thing and I think is a great assumption on these communities which get a lot of support from their own communities when they are breastfeeding. So, and then the the other thing actually, and I'm excited that OBS is part of this group, is we've come together, collaborated to create a toolkit that is going to be used to show how different conditions when it comes to breastfeeding manifest themselves in different skin tones.
0: Right, so I was really shocked about this because from what I understand, Mm -hmm. doctors and Mm -hmm. other health professionals in their training don't get to see very much about, say, what mastitis looks like on a breast that isn't the colour of my skin, which is pasty pasty (laughs) white, for the sake of the podcast record, (laughs) So if I went with mastitis, they spot it straight away. If you went with mastitis, there's a chance that they might not know what the problem is because they're not looking for the
1: right signs. Exactly. And they're not taught. And we come in so many different skin Mm -hmm. tones. And for me, if Rihanna could create makeup for black women from shades, I don't know how many shades she's created, why can't we have a toolkit which is helping women? Because I know sometimes it's been cases of especially my son, who is brown, is being asked, oh, does he have a pink rash? No, he's not going to have a pink rash because his skin tone is different. And that also comes to play when you're going for help. And I think it's also that thing of black breasts are the same, but are different. The shape is the same. The nipples might look different. Is it called the areola? Mm-hmm. Yeah, does look different. It's a bit around the nipples. So yeah. a bit around the- exactly. And, and, and it is completely different when the representation just shows you pink. So mm-hmm. even Dr. Google, like most of us <laughs> end up going, when you go to Dr. Google, is a breastfeeding woman, a black breastfeeding woman, and you have a condition, you cannot help get help from Dr. Google because Dr. Google has nothing. So this project that we are undertaking is just so exciting because it will also help in ending the disparity in treatment that women sometimes get because the doctors did not have any idea.
0: Yeah, and we know that the health outcomes for women from what we might call minority ethnic communities in the mm-hmm. UK is much poorer than white women. And yes. this is one of the reasons. Absolutely. Why. And so if we as guest can do a small thing, it's yes. not that difficult to help provide a stock of these images at medical medical images yes and then be used as a, like an open resource for training medical professionals and other health professionals then that just you know it's a small step isn't it but it's it's something that we can do towards Absolutely. Trying to reduce those health inequalities yeah, And that's something that I know that I feel really strong about, and I know that the rest of the trustees and, and OPS as a whole feel
1: really strong about too. Oh yeah, I think there's a lot of support, especially after the book that was released uh, showing different conditions, mm. Minding the Gap is called, and they're still continuing to collect images. And this is, I mean, we're in 2020. It's beyond me why this hasn't been there. But I think it's also a matter for each one of us to see how can I make a change. Yeah. I remember one of my favourite people on earth, Wangari Magai said, it's the little things that citizens do that make a difference. And so nice. we have a little thing that we are trying to do, that we are doing, not even trying, we are doing it. And we hope that this is our contribution to end the disparity of care that women who look like me receive. Before
0: the pandemic, we ran six support groups across the county where you could drop in and get face-to-face support. Since March, we've been providing one-to-one Zoom consultations for those women who need it. Anybody's welcome to still join the Facebook group, so you can always get support. If you're struggling with it feeding your baby in Oxfordshire, you, you are eligible to use our service and there's absolutely nothing to pay. Oxford Breastfeeding Support is not part of the NHS, and we're not funded or supported by the local authority or any other government organisation, so we're really reliant on grants
1: and donations from members of the public. And if you would like to support us, you can do this different ways. On our website, you can donate using local giving. You can also donate through Amazon Smile We are Oxford Share Breastfeeding Support.
0: And we should mention the website link. So it says mm-hmm. OxbreastfeedingSupport.org OxbreastfeedingSupport.org and the link to local giving is right at the top of the page. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OxbreastfeedingSupport.org